pay attention to the mental load that you carry and think about what boundaries you might need to implement in your life. Welcome to the Immigrant Experience in America, an immigrant human library, where we amplify and humanize the experiences of immigrants in the United States and around the world. Listen in as we add another story to our immigrant human library. Hello, friends, and welcome to a concluding episode, a monologue, if you will, of our month of highlighting women for Women's History Month. We've had some thrilling episodes. The ladies were awesome. I just wanted to come on here and close out the month and just speak to my ladies, my friends, my colleagues, family, all the women out there. It's like, I've been getting so much download here recently and going through my own experience of balancing what it means to be a woman, what it means to be a wife, what it means to be a daughter, what it means to be a working mother, and so many roles that we play in this society. I come across just today, was just talking to a friend and she's just sharing just so much that she's carrying and doing and specifically speaking to immigrant women. Oh my goodness. We carry so much and we love to care for our families, particularly because we come from communal societies, what I like to call high context cultures where relationships and community is very high on the ladder and self-care and individuality is less important That's debatable as to which is more important, which is better. We can have that conversation another day. But however, I'm noticing just a lot going on with our women, immigrant women, from being completely stressed out, burnt out, just juggling so many things and still wanting to carry a full plate, an overflowing plate. And how do we then take care of ourselves? There is no time. I myself struggle with working full time, being a wife, being a mother, trying to start other things outside of those main responsibilities because we're in the land of opportunity. And I know I'm so blessed to be able to be here and to pursue my heart's desires. But how do we balance that? How do we balance the idea that we still want to give back? We still want to be charitable. We want to give of ourselves and give back to those seeking help and who could benefit from our experiences. How do we balance that against the fact that we need to be healthy? We need to be cared for. Our homes need to be cared for. Our families need us. How do we balance those two, the individual versus the community? This is a question that we could have on a round table for a few hours, I bet you, and we'll be thinking about doing that. But I just wanted to come on here and share a little bit about my own personal journey recently, as I've just realized, you know, coming from a communal culture, just some things that are prevalent in our community. And one is lack of boundaries. I came across this book recently called Set Boundaries, Find Peace, A Guide to Reclaiming Yourself. 
And it's almost as if she spoke to me before she wrote this down, because that's exactly where I am trying to reclaim Simone. I realized that I was so externally driven that I completely had been neglecting myself and my own needs and what I needed to do so I could give from an overflowing cup, from a full cup. That has led to just times of being extremely stressed, being burnt out at different periods of my life, being overwhelmed, losing motivation in the very simplest of things because I was not taking care of Simone. And the thought came to me, so Simone, you're so concerned about taking care of Sarah, Jake, and Harry, and whoever else out there, right? You can see so clearly what needs they have and you want to help. And while that is admirable, who is taking care of Simone? I literally had that conversation in my head. And then I pondered it for a bit. And I see so much around us, right? We want to be vessels to be used by the divine, if you will. Sometimes we forget that there is a person. For example, for me, there's Simone that needs the same care. And I remember my grandmother saying to me as I was growing up, she said, Simone, I had asthma as I um, was growing up and realized during my teenage years is when it became known to my family that I had an asthma issue. And I would just go about playing and I wouldn't dress properly. And my grandmother, my paternal grandmother, may she rest in peace, Louise, she would say, Simone, if you don't take care of yourself, who is going to do that for you? And that has proven to be so true over the years because I am so motivated by helping and wanting to serve. And at times I completely don't even notice that I'm not smiling, that I'm exhausted, that I'm not sleeping well, that I'm not eating properly, being so externally motivated to the point where I don't even have time to pay attention to what I'm eating. No energy to cook for myself at home because I'm running about doing everything else. And I had to kind of rein myself in and slow down. And as I'm going through this book, I'm just realizing how important it is for me to reclaim myself. There is so many nuggets in here. And I recommend this book to you, Set Boundaries, Find Peace. A Guide to Reclaiming Yourself by Nidra Glover Tawab, last name T-A-W-W-A-B. It is so practical and easy to read. I would love to share this with you. And there are exercises within the book to work through whatever issue or place of boundary that is lacking in your life. So here are some signs that she shares from the book that will help you determine if you are lacking in boundaries. It says you feel overwhelmed. You feel resentment towards people for asking for your help. You avoid phone calls and interactions with people you think might ask for something. You make comments about helping people and getting nothing in return. You feel burned out. You frequently daydream about dropping everything and disappearing. You have no time for yourself. So is that you? 
could that be you, my sister, my my friend, my colleague, my other feminine friend out there, wherever you are in the U.S. or around the world? Could this be you? We carry so much for our families and it's admirable. But you have to remember, as my grandmother says, it's your first responsibility to take care of yourself. Self-care is paramount because you cannot give from an empty cup. And we could go into a long conversation as to what would be the result when you are giving from an empty cup. So won't you take some time today to take care of yourself? Very little things such as making sure that you're getting enough sleep. And primarily here in the U.S. and in industrialized countries where work is so important, right? Everything we need to eat and survive by, we have to pay for. And so then you're motivated to get up and make more income so that you can take care of those things. But keep in mind just how important it is to eat well, right? If you have, like, for example, in my sense, I have a lot of digestive issues. They've come about over the years. I just cannot just walk into a grocery store and just pick anything off the shelf. I have to be very careful. If I, I, I jokingly tell my husband, I say, if I eat grass, I gain weight here in the U.S. If I go back to the island, I can eat so many things. And in fact, I lose weight. And it's just baffling to me. But I've had to go on this journey in the last number of years because I, I've had to figure out what was going on with my gut, my digestive tract. I've taken classes, I've done a lot of reading, listening to different people talk about what to do and what not to eat, right? So I've identified that I need to stay away from dairy, from gluten, from shellfish, those three things. Once I eliminate them from my diet, the pounds just fall off and plus staying hydrated. So eat well, rest well, making sure that you're getting the seven or eight hours of sleep that is recommended, right? There's a documentary out there that goes into sleep and the benefits of sleep and the downsides of what could happen to your health if you are not getting enough sleep. For example, it could lead to fertility issues. It could, it could really impact your health over time. I'm not the expert, but check out the documentary and do your own research. It's so important to get enough rest, ladies, right? And men as well. Right now I'm talking to the ladies for, month, for the month of March, but I'll be sure to spend some time highlighting some of the issues that are impacting our immigrant men. So resting well, eating well, and exercising, even if it's just 10 to 15 minutes of walk around the block making sure that you're getting some sunlight. It's so important to get your D3, your vitamin D3. And for those of us who grew up in tropical places or places we're used to getting a lot of sunlight, it is so important to make sure that you continue to get that sunlight because it will eventually impact your health if you are not getting the proper levels of D3 in your diet or getting exposure to sunlight. Okay, so there's so much to share. Here uh, from this book, I encourage you to go out to the library or get a copy if you're able to afford it and how you can implement some boundaries to prevent you from getting to the place of those things that she listed before. 
So important. Another one I wanted to share with you ladies is there's a book out there that's called Mental Load, How to Reduce the Unseen Labor of Life, or What is the Mental Load, the Invisible Labor Falling on Women's Shoulder. The definition, if you just Google mental load, it refers to the cognitive effort involved in managing your work, relationships, family, and the household. It's the laundry list of details you manage throughout the day. It has to do with your responsibilities, formal or informal, as well as the decisions you have to make. And a lot of times for women... I remember someone, uh, a photographer saying to me that women have eagle eyes. He is so right about that. It's funny because men in some way have eagle eyes about certain things. And as women, we have eagle eyes about other things. We're known as the multitaskers. And a lot of times we can overwhelm ourselves because we're taking on so many things. I like to say that I'm a type A personality constantly going after the next thing, juggling four or five, six things at any given time. You know, just I'm very creative. I always have an idea about how to improve things, how to start something new because I can see. But, oh my gosh, that can work against you if you don't manage it. As ladies, have that conversation with whoever is a part of your home if you're able to do so because I understand Having some of these conversations in in certain cultures might not be the best thing. And you have to be careful how you approach some of these things. I'm happy that my husband is always open to have these conversations, right? He's very helpful around the house and switching roles, helping out with the laundry or doing the cooking or mopping the floor, whatever we need to do to make this team work. He will tap in and help out wherever possible if, if I'm traveling and I don't have the energy to do any of this, right? And so I'm grateful for him. So those are two things I wanted to share with you. So pay attention to the mental load that you carry and think about what boundaries you might need to implement in your life in order to protect your energy, to protect your mental space so that you have energy to show up as your best self. And I also came across something else I wanted to share with you, this whole idea of burnout. How do you recognize if you are a person who is suffering from burnout? And the term burnout means it's an occupational phenomenon resulting from chronic unmanaged workplace stress. And I imagine that this can happen at home as well. It does not necessarily mean that it only happens in the workplace. So here are some things to differentiate between stress versus burnout. Stress is over-engagement, over-reactive emotions. Stress produces urgency and hyperactivity in a person. If you're stressed out, these are the things that you can look inward and try to observe yourself or others in your life to see if they're exhibiting some of these behaviors. And the last one is that stress shows up in a loss of energy. And then on the other hand, burnout shows up in with disengagement from activity or things that you normally do, like blunted emotions, produce helplessness and hopelessness about things. And also, you have a loss of motivation and ideals. And so these are signs that you're suffering from burnout. 
here are some personality characteristics to look for in yourself or others that will give you an, an idea if you're suffering from burnout. Perfectionism, pessimism, need for control, over-involved in work, you're a people pleaser, unwilling to delegate tasks or to ask for help, and high expectation of yourself and others. Those are some examples of things to look out for in your own or others' life if you are suffering from burnout. And here are some effects of burnout. An increased risk of heart disease and sleep problems, depression, anxiety, drug and alcohol abuse, exhaustion, feelings of resentment, and being cynical about the world around you. And here are some physical signs. You're exhausted all the time. Insomnia, meaning that you have you're having a hard time falling asleep and staying asleep at night. You have headaches, changes in, in your eating habits and sleeping habits, trouble starting tasks or the very basic of things. You just have trouble doing and starting these tasks. Difficulty concentrating, frequent sickness, right? If you're burnt out, you get sick very easily because your immune system might be low or other things are going on in your body because you're suffering from burnout. Here are some emotional signs. Sense of failure, feeling helpless, detached, meaning that you don't really feel connected to people or things or situations around you that would normally move you into action. You feel alone. There's a lack of motivation. Increase cynical, negative attitude. Decrease satisfaction. Nothing brings you joy anymore. You're unhappy. Perhaps you might be distant and just not really engaging in other things like you normally would. Feeling anxious and or depressed. Irritability, aggressive, angry. And some behavioral signs. Withdrawal from responsibilities, isolation, procrastination, using food, drugs, alcohol to cope, neglecting personal needs, persistent cynicism, and lack of empathy. Here are some causes of burnout. Dysfunctional working environment, meaning that it's just very unhealthy. You have people who are not kind or easy on each other, have very high expectation. There's a long list of <laughs> reasons why a work environment or home environment or any environment for that matter could be described as being dysfunctional. Poor communication, feeling unproductive, unable to accomplish work-related tasks. Causes of burnout, ineffective communication. Workload, which is unmanageable, overly demanding or unrealistic expectation. Work exceeds 50 hours per week, unreasonable deadlines, intense time pressure, poor work-life balance, monotonous tasks, and chaotic high-pressure environment. 
And then the other one is manager style, which is one of the another thing for burnout. Unfair treatment at work, bias or favoritism, lack of manager support, lack of control over your job. So another cause of burnout. Here are some things to help you prevent burnout. Your diet. Diet high in omega-3 fatty acids can help boost your mood. Minimize sugar and refined carbs. Eat smaller, more frequent meals. Drink alcohol in moderation. Exercise. Aim for 30 minutes of physical activity per day. Even five minutes of an outdoor activity can help. Rhythmic exercise can increase energy. The other one is sleep. Get a good night's sleep. Aim for seven to nine hours of sleep. Try going to bed earlier or sleeping later. Wind down at least 30 minutes before bed. So some of my sleep routine includes turning out the lights in the home to kind of signal to your body that it's time for it to wind down. Turn down any loud music or high energy activities around the home. Taking a, a warm bath that will help your body calm down. Giving my daughter a bath changing into her nightgown, reading her a book. We have our bedtime routine, like pajamas, brushing her teeth, going to use the potty, story time, getting her bottle, and then brushing her teeth. And then we lay, we read a book, and we talk, and, you know, just slowly wind ourselves down. And the lights are out, actually, having very soft lights in the bedroom to help her kind of calm down so she can fall asleep. So those are some things that we do in our own home, as well as we have a diffuser and a humidifier that we use to moisturize the ear. I use lavender oil, or I know there's one called Lang Lang is another one that I use to help just kind of help the body to calm down and to be relaxed in preparation for sleep. And here's another thing that you can do to prevent burnout. Talk with your doctor. Ask for help. If it's a friend, seeing a therapist, if you need to do it privately, speaking to a pastor, whoever you have in your community, if you're feeling overwhelmed, stressed out, just losing it all the time, ask for help. Don't suffer in silence. Find balance between work and home life. Look at services through an employee assistance program. Limit time with negative people because really that really affects you if you're constantly just hearing negative things going into your mind. It really does impact you. So limit your time with negative people who speak negatively to you, over you, around you. Find balance at work. Look for areas of your job you enjoy. Acknowledge what's in your control and what is not. Share tasks. Discuss concerns with your manager. Make friends at work. Take time off. I know, my gosh, in the immigrant community, people like to prize themselves that they've never taken a sick day. But at the end of it, if you get ill after working for 10, 20 years and never using your sick leave to take a vacation time, one, your family have missed out all the time that they could have had you while you were healthy over that 20 years. And you could possibly end up 
being sick right after that you finish that 20 year of constantly pushing your body to the ultimate and not taking a break. So please, please, please find a balance between work and home life so that your family will have you after you finish uh, all this accomplishment at work. So they will have you being healthy and being able to share and enjoy the rest of your life with them. Take time off, right? Is the one I just talked about. Prioritize relaxation. Set boundaries. So if you've noticed that there's a friend, someone in your family or a coworker that might be suffering from burnout, try to listen to them without judgment. Just give them that space. Sometimes just providing a listening ear to someone or being that space for them to just release whatever is in the mental load that they're carrying, whatever emotionally is burdening them can be so healing to people. So I encourage you, if you notice someone that you'd like to provide support to, listen, just allow them to release whatever is going on and to validate their feelings and to offer to help, you know, in whatever way that you can offer to help them. And sometimes these things can sadly lead to people harming themselves. And so I know there's suicide and crisis lifeline that's out there. You can call or text 988 if you ever come across someone who is in need of help. If you yourself are are in need of help, there's help, right? Call or text 988 is the number to text and seek for help. And I know in our communal communities, in high context cultures, sometimes you may need to get outside of your personal, social group, whether it's family or friends or your community, and to seek help from a licensed therapist. Don't be afraid to do that. If you need to go somewhere else to seek help, if even if it's a pastor, if you can't afford to pay for a licensed therapist, maybe a pastor or somebody who serves that's separate and outside of your family so that you can just talk and release your struggles, whatever burnout or stress that is burdening you, try to find someone that you can express that to. So I just wanted to share with you ladies some things that were top of mind on my heart, some patterns that I've been seeing of us ladies neglecting ourselves. And we cannot be in full service to our families, to our communities, if we are giving from an empty cup. We need to make sure that we're prioritizing self-care, right? To the very least of things, making sure that we are healthy so that we can be in service and to give back to our communities. So I thank you for listening. Happy Women's History Month. We're closing it out tomorrow. We are excited for the other programs that we'll be bringing you for the rest of the year. I thank you to all of my listeners around the world and for those who are still reaching out to offer to tell their stories. And if you are somebody who is just new and coming across the podcast, you can reach out to us and all my number and my email address is always in the show notes or I am on social media. You can reach out to me there to tell your stories. We are here to support and encourage each other. So until next time, stay healthy, walk good, and we will talk soon. We thank our listeners around the world and we appreciate your continued support as we build our human library. Please remember to give us a five-star review, 
subscribe and share with your friends, family, and circle of influence.